Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. Over there is Kane Porkchop Daniel. Hi, I'm malevolent Mesopotamian demon Pazuzu. <laughs> <laughs> and Seb Seabass Godfrey. How you doing? And our guest, the very first uh, time that uh, you graced the airwaves, it's Penny Modra. Thanks for having me in this very <laughs> claustrophobic pod. It is the Claus pod. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Penny uh, picked the film for us because we we are in Halloween month. Um, My favorite time. Favorite time of the year. It is. It is definitely. Um, and uh, and we chose probably well. Uh, Penny chose one of the all time greats, uh, The Exorcist, which I only watched for the first time just recently. So uh, really, yeah, it was a, a big hole in my uh, in my viewing. Uh, yep. Um, but um, so Penny, what's your your history with this film? Well, I guess my history is you know like if someone goes, Penny, what's your favorite film, or like top three. Mm. And the truth is, they're all horrors. That's like, cool. as in, yeah, truth be told, it's yeah. The Exorcist, Sh- The Shining, and then maybe one other horror that changes. They're kind of cool because they're not, they're kind of not your traditional, like, slasher horror. They're like, they're, they're, they're grown up horrors. They're Thank like you so much. Yeah. yeah, adult horror. That's yeah. my genre, right? Except that. <laughs> Sounds like, like porno slashes, <laughs> adult horror, <laughs> but it's not. Mature yeah. horror. Mature. That's what it is. Mature hey, horror. Hey, are we talking about the exorcist or the sexist? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> anyway, point be told. I. What's your third one out of interest? If do you, like it was the shining. Yeah, what's the exorcist? rolling changing? The, yeah, well, it's, you know, because I was coming on this, I thought I'm going to have to watch Hereditary oh. because everyone's saying... It's the new Exorcist, and Fuck. I reckon it's at number three now. That's really yeah, okay. such a good film. But I don't know why oh. people are calling it the new Exorcist though, because that's I've heard a few people say that. And I, I, I think I it's got more in common with the Wicker Man than anything else. Yeah, I've never seen that. Mm. Yeah, well, anyway, the yeah. the point is, I never want like the thing is they always end up being my favorite film. Yeah, but the thought of watching them is is so horrific. I have to yeah. force for myself for weeks. To do it, and one time when I first watched The Shining, I couldn't even watch it sitting on the couch. I had to stand in the kitchen so that, like, at any point, I could like run out. Yeah, it's exhilarating. I just stood out the whole time. <laughs> watching something scary is so exhilarating. <laughs> it's so <laughs> much fun. I yeah. just, I'm so glad I forced myself to watch that. Are you a roll? Out of interest, are you a roller coaster person? Yeah, but it's the same t- it's scenario. A, totally, it's the same. You're like shit your dax while you're in line, but then you really enjoy it. And then as soon as it's over, you're like, that was so much fun. Dirt. But you're like, yeah, yeah. I just, you know. I like to look into the void. You know, if I had to pinpoint the the best moments for me, it's just that those those kind of they're like subliminally jarring moments. You know, like in mm. in The Shining, where it's like you know that moment where they walk into the interview office. Yeah, and you are kind of just s- s- disturbed subliminally because because you can't understand how there could be a window there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that yeah, type of sure. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know that they're level. internal. Yeah. Or, or like, I just love that kind of, and I've, there was a lot of that in... Um, in The Exorcist. Well, more hereditary, I'd say. Oh, in hereditary. But, Looking back, it's the kind yeah. of thing, second watching stuff, when you look back on it and go, okay, I've seen the reveal, and then you go back, watch it again, and you're like, there is so much. There's another layer to this, which is a really satisfying thing on second watch when a director has that much respect for the audience, not to show them everything at once, but they're like... There is like an, as just a sub layer or, or oh, just all this hidden I'm getting stuff. chills. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Stanley Kubrick was very good at that. Mm. There was a lot of that in, in The Exorcist too. Was there though? I'm trying to think now that I've yeah. brought that point up. No, I think, well, it's all the it's the iconography. It's all that kind of, I feel like, oh, probably um, not so much the iconography actually, probably maybe little bits where she's talking about the, oh, I can't get to sleep. My bed was shaking, you know, and you're like, oh, all right. You're like, yeah. sure, you're. Bed was shaking. Okay, the mum's just. It's all that little stuff where you're, yeah. you're not kind of given planting seeds. It's planting all these little seeds. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, freaking does a really good job of yeah. building layer and stripping. On layer and yeah, layer. And I think the the studio wanted him to put in a lot more. It's probably why the spider walk was cut out of. He wanted he cut that out because it was shown too early, and he wanted this yeah. to be a slow burn and a slow release where you you know. Yeah. yeah, he also didn't think the effect looked good enough mm. um, oh, with the wires and yeah. yeah. But then uh, 
because he added it back in, in I think like 1990 and they could just yeah, um, paint scrub them out. it out. Yeah. Paint it out. I mean, for context, that's the scene in the director's cut. There's a million cuts of it, but yeah. the more recent cuts where uh, Regan um, kind of like early act two or whatever, like walks backwards, backwards down, the stairs, down the stairs, like arched, yeah. you know. With, with blood pouring out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I, pardon me for coughing, I, um, I, I saw this film when I was 17 for the first time and I hadn't seen it since. And I remember being terrified then, but this time I was like, the credits started rolling at the end. I'm like, where was the, where was the spider bit? Where was the bit where she goes down the stairs? Mm. Cause to me, that is so ingrained with the film. I must've watched the original. Well, I've only, original yeah, I've only ever seen the, the spider sort of cut of it. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I saw, right. I saw the cut both. without it first. Same. The, the one I rewatched had it. So Penny, when did you watch this for the first time? Do you remember? Yeah. Late nineties. Okay. Yeah, and I think it was in my after I'd realised I I just like films that have chicks in it. <laughs> For sure, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's a pattern to the ones I want to watch. And yeah. The ones, yeah, and you know, um, oh god, what's her? Name? I know this Ellen Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn, right? And I, the reason I watched The Exorcist is because I'd just seen. Um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Sorry. Trying to let you speak and not yeah. make a dumb joke. I just seen the Requiem for a Dream. So I was uh, like, oh my God, Ellen Burstyn. Mm-hmm. You know, and got obsessed. And then I was like, this is great. Because just need some light viewing yeah, yeah, yeah. after uh, the yeah. movie. So <laughs> yeah. uh, let's watch The Exorcist. Just yeah. a little refresher. Yeah. I, mean, I watch a couple of Care Bears after I watch something like Requiem yeah. for a Dream. But... Oh, Lordy. Anyway, you know, and that's. I think that's it's sort of a bit unjust that the movie's called The Exorcist because he's really not a main character in it. Mm. Like mm. even in terms of the themes, yeah. yeah. You know, Ellen, she's really the main character. Yeah, that's what I think. It reminded me of that. Um, maybe I'm getting too back to like you, you know first year uni film studies. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> but, bring it yeah. on. No, please. Well, you know, you've already said one of the good things about it is a slow build up, yeah. just the layering, and you think, when's this all going to start happening? And then mm. it, it kind of. Um, but it's built you up to this level of anxiety like mm. at the perfect speed. And I, what I like about it is, and this is, this is true in Hereditary as well. It's, and The Shining. It's like, oh, you've got, the shining, there's, there's yeah. a real and theme you know, running through Those the central pace. female characters are often um, in this situation where they think they're, lo- they're losing it and they're questioning it. And then they start to realise, no, this is really happening, except then they have to contend with everyone else around them mm. thinking that they're losing yeah, They have it. to contend and with yeah. the old men. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and and, and, and there's, there's, there's something that just occurred to me that's part of that that would be that's different to a lot of uh, probably more recent and poorer horror movies in that, yes, Ellen Burson has to deal with other people's incredulity, has to deal with her own incredulity, like she has to be brought into the idea that Regan is actually possessed. Mm. But um, the the film doesn't really have a scene where it, where it casts doubt in the mind of the audience. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The film, like, is, mm. is, it always has the uh, point of okay. view yeah. Yeah, that yeah, Regan yeah. is possessed. You That's know what I mean? So true. And, 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 you know, like, like a, a kind of like lighter or less kind of, I don't know, imposing horror movie would have this scene where it's like, oh God, it's, it's just this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. And, <clears throat> and you'd have that little release valve for the audience. Whereas this, I think, just, you know, just layers I, on. Yeah, I guess because you know, as an, as being the audience member, you know that she is possessed and they make that very obvious, but no one around her wants to believe it. The the mother yeah, yeah. slowly, and the priest yeah. doesn't want it. He's like, we haven't performed a, an exorcism since the 1600s. What you want me to, what are you talking about? This is crazy. Yeah, so you know, through, you know as like, much as I do about yeah, them. So yeah. they're not like, yeah. all right, let's bring in the exorcist. Let's do this. Mm, like, yep. Everyone's looking yeah. at it like, you're crazy. You're crazy. But I honestly think that maybe for someone to l- be female and watch these films, it's a little bit better. It's a better experience because mm. you're, because there's this whole layer where you're like so used to not being taken seriously or mm. like aware that if you're hysterical, you will, you know, your views will be discounted. Mm. So it's like, you'll experience this like, you know, with a much more, you'll just relate to it more. That's I, right, w- yeah. I was, I, I was definitely mm. watching it, seeing it through 2018 eyes and being way more conscious of that. Yeah. Like how talked down to she is, how kind yeah. of, um, yeah, dismissed as not in so many words, but 
yeah. hysterical. And that, sure. that, that, that key scene where she's taking a walk. And I, oh, by the way, unrelated, I just love the wind. Every mm. time they're outside, it's just this really disturbing yeah. wind, like the kind of wind that makes school kids like just lose their, their it's shit. Cold. You know, it's yeah. always really cold too. Yeah, but it's freezing. Cold. But that key moment when she says to um, Father Karras, Karras, yeah, um, she's got a and, and what about um, you know what about if someone want, needed an exorcism? Yeah, you know, and she yeah. knows like she's just this is the moment. She knows she's yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but she just does it anyway. It's amazing, and 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 there are so many parallels with that. Um, I think in Hereditary. Yeah. And I hope I, uh, because it's it's a little bit about her own guilt, which is hugely what hereditary is about. It's about guilt, and yeah. I think that's what mm. the Exorcist is about too. Not only from her perspective, like being a mother that isn't there necessarily mm. and trying to do everything, but also Karis's guilt. Yeah, I you guess know. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't pick yeah. up. Yeah, oh, that before. messes me. Like if it gets you, that's what I don't like horrors that don't deal in like normal human everyday emotion because it's like, yeah, I, I those horrors make me feel like you put me in touch with my own. Like guilt or feelings mm. of you give know. me a for instance of what you don't connect with in in normal horror films yeah like uh, uh, an example of a movie well I don't know if it's just my human makeup but I don't like I don't really like torture porn because I'm not no like, nah. it, no and I think it's like because me. I'm trying to get at what the I mean the tension is obviously like the question is like what is yeah. what is like the physical resilience limit of a human. Yeah, but I'm more interested in like the emotional resilience limit of a human, and I think yeah. But I mean, for I think a lot of better films that would be interpreted as horror porn, you know, um, I think a lot of the time they have similar concerns with like say maybe a Cronenberg or movie or whatever. Like Mm. it's it's about um, how foreign our bodies can feel to us. You know what I mean? Maybe I just don't have any body issues. Sorry. (laughs) Maybe I just don't have any body issues. Or or just, or, you know, like, like kind of, I don't know, speaking of film studies 101, this is philosophy 101, but kind of like, you know, dualism and, and like how weird it can feel to have, um, a mind in, you know, a body, you or know your, what I mean? Or your mouth sewn to someone else's butt. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking more specifically and, and where would you be in like, the order as well? Yeah. yeah. Would you I'm, be in the middle, the front, or the back? I can take front all oh, the time. Oh, front, 100%. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking specifically more of something like Martyrs. I don't know whether you ever no. saw that. It's no. a French movie. It's a really excruciatingly difficult movie to watch, but, I mean, it, I don't know. French, it's thinky. Because subtitles. Oh, the French. They get so many things so right. Um, <laughs> Food. Yeah. So what, um, what, like one thing I um, uh, didn't quite realise, like uh, I've listened to a bunch of um, interviews with William Friedkin over the years and um, like adjusted for inflation, this is the ninth highest grossing film of all time. Mm. So it made... Four hundred and forty-one million dollars in nineteen seventy-three. Like that's it made, that's off of the back of incessant re-releases. Yes, though, but right? that no, yeah. but that's over a couple of years. But still, wow, that it was a twelve million dollar budget. Like, yeah, it, it, that's is that amazing. because that people is, were so many people were doing things like we're banning this in this country? And, well, I clearly that helps. Was, I think that yeah, helps. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it didn't get a lot of no. that though. No, maybe and, and in the it's, UK. It's amazing. Like they played um, up on it. They wanted yeah, it was yeah. good marketing tool. Though, well, right? I, I also because um, you know this is 1973, and there are two uses of the C bomb, and uh, I didn't, and I thought this has mm. to be the, early, and I and I did a little bit of research, so it's actually not. Uh, there's a 1970 1970 film uh, called The Boys in the Band, uh, ah. and that uh, was the first drop of, uh, of the C bomb. Good research. Um, but wow. uh, but not too far off, and it's just so it's so jarring, especially in American film, because it's yeah. only just started. I mean, you can you know, if it was just in recently in the US, and I uh, swear like a sailor, and uh, you still can't drop that, uh, you know. In, oh, I've uh, done it. We've all done it. Especially um, when it's coming out of an eleven-year-old kid as well. That's yeah, kind of like yeah, that's, well, that's yeah. When she's sweet little girl, uh, and, uh, yeah. and just some of those, like the the scene is, uh, and I mean, uh, I think it's my third watching of it this year, and just the the scene with the crucifix oh. and then dragging her mum's and it's just like oh. it is insane. Yes. It is yes. just insane. People are passing out. What is your response to to the crucifix of Eat me. Yeah. Eat me. <laughs> like, like, like what, what what is your response in that movie? Because uh, 
this is what I'm talking about. For me, it's like woohoo! <laughs> no, like, like because no, because I'm enjoying how fucking weird it is. Like, I'm it's still but generating just, an emotional reaction and and a and a valid one. Yeah, which is like this is so weird and crazy. I love it. But also, you know I, mean? I think this sort of rolls back a little bit to what we were talking about in a Mad Max episode. Is that you know we are watching this in with 2018. You know, films are far freer than they you know they were and sort of you know we were talking about um in Mad Max 2 like just imagine watching like that final sequence in 1981 like that would have just blown your friggin mind you know mm. and then yeah, like how I, they made that and that's yeah. the same thing that like this movie is just like well, but yeah. I, I think, think the exorcist just... will go toe to toe in terms of scares with any movie ever but made no no yeah. no no I'm I'm not uh, no but all I'm saying is just imagine watching that then as well, but, like yeah, that's before. crazy. Yeah, also, there's, there's no, there's not as much precedent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah also yeah. before the a large amount of the population became atheist, I guess there are a lot more. There was a lot more Catholicism, yeah. and like real belief in God around then, and that's why or people a loss were, of faith. It's yeah, no, about, they, yeah. They, totally. Mm. But there were, um, yeah, I mean that that attributes to all the faints and all that. You know, someone someone fainted and. Crack their jaw in one of the theaters. <laughs> really? one of the trainings. They sued the sued the uh, the um company, the whatever the film studio. But mm. um, yeah, I feel like uh, it was a lot more potent then. I don't know if anyone in here has any religious beliefs. So it's no, 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 no. So that that theme didn't really affect me. I guess no, right. totally. So it's weird but to I feel imagine like if you were if you were yeah. like if you were a little Sunday school kid, mm. and then this film came out, you'd be like, fucking hell, this is. The exact. This is everything I'm afraid of. Like this is yeah. why I go to Sunday school. Well, that's what Freak Freakin said. Like this is a movie about a loss of faith. Yeah, you know? and he's yeah. he's a very yes. secular dude as yeah. well. Freakin, right? Mm. Yeah. It's funny because on this watching, I had a lot more emotional connections about a uh, with a bunch of stuff in this movie than I ever have. Um, and one in particular was I, I um because I am I'm a deeply not religious dude. Um, but the but the religious rites in the exorcism, I could, I could kind of feel uh, their power. Yeah, so or, or, the body oh, of Christ compels you. Or, 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 the power could, of Christ. The power of Christ. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they just kept throwing yeah. wafers at it. <laughs> yeah, <the bar laughs> fish food. Just hands, handfuls of fish food at it. Yeah, it allowed me to connect with what people would find comforting about mm. yeah. religious right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like mm. the the stability, the the the, the you know structure. What I mean? Yeah, the, the repetition. The, the, yeah, the ability to hold on to a rock while the world mm. buffets you, you know what I mean? And and I yeah. kind of felt you know, the power of that. I, I, could, I, I felt that recently when I watched, and I'm not going to do any spoilers here, but I, I watched the TV version of The Exorcist. Oh, um, is that any good? And the re- uh, well, that's the thing. I was at home. I was like on my own. Thought, oh, man, look at this. They made TV The Exorcist. Turned it on. And it, and it just, you know what sucked me in? It was just that the, um, oh, man. Oh. Yeah? Like, it really it for an exorcist film fan whoever made the pilot for this tv show is 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 it's in he's in our corner this yeah, guy right. he's a huge exorcist fan like you're just watching a priest kind of walk through kind of a favela but he's got his and he's wearing the hat and it's like back in time and he he will and but there are so many uh, visual references to key yeah, moments right. in the film. Like there's a moment where he's kind of and in, in the, not in sort of there's a one fleeting moment where he's outlined in this fog and you can see the hat and then mm. there's like a street light. But then and then th- these these dogs are barking like uh, anyway. Yeah. The point is it just cuts blank to this black screen and the, this huge red text that just says the exorcist. And I was just like, mm. no man, okay, this is an exorcist fan doing it. I'm in. But, How good's that typography do? Oh, hello. Mm. So designer, I was like, I am watching this like, right yeah. now. And um, that it continues to deliver like in the pilot, you know, just even mm. in reference to that amazing grey tracksuit mm. that Karis is wearing when he's like, you know, like there's everything that you're, yeah, cool. that you love visually about it is there. And um, and also the slow burn, there's a, yeah. yeah um, but there's, it it then look. I want to say from my perspective uh, after that, it just it's not great. I don't know what <laughs> happened, but yeah. watch the first episode if you're an yeah. Exodus fan. That what I, I there's one moment in in that pilot that's really great, and it's and it's kind of back. It's, you know, in the same way that Exodus goes back in time. It's back in time, like another Exodus performing another exorcism elsewhere, mm. and um, 
it's just going on for, for weeks and it's just disastrous and someone visits like from the Vatican to check on what's happening. And um, the exorcist is kind of outside having a cigarette and the Vatican dude comes in and, and, he, and he says, how's it going? And the exorcist says, um, every day is progress. The power is in the repetition. And I was hmm. like, fuck. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Look, yeah. Um, yeah. small point, yeah, yeah, yeah. long way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was like, wow, yes, that is kind of, yeah. in a way, like if you if you were someone who writes a lot of like LinkedIn think pieces, you'd be like, wow, every day is progress. The power is in the repetition. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's like life advice. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I can, that, that was my moment of like, the power of repetition compels you. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, right. Anyway, like? thank you for listening. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Why did you say it again? <laughs> um, but I mean, that does go back to the Max von Sydow character you know talking about that's mm. why he's on the pills because he had a pretty because it went for was it weeks or months the yeah. previous uh exorcism yeah he's yeah. exhausted um, you know that dude looks so old in the 73 yeah, he's, no, he's, he's 44 he's 44 he only yeah. died recently yeah. Yeah. like two years ago they or made him up to be super old yeah, yeah. They, they succeeded I, I think like the effects they know that pretty amazing because mm. yeah. I, I looked at it i was just like was max von Sydow always fucking old <laughs> I, I know is he like is he, is he like is he like um yeah. was it maggie smith <laughs> yeah. who's been old for like <laughs> totally. 90 know, years maybe. when you start you, you know, can make a dime out of being old you just gotta decide when to start being old i would do it soon yeah I was going to stop buying hair dye. I don't know a lot about Max von Sydow Sydow Mm. personally, but he must be an interesting dude to, like, make your bones making all these, like, thinky, like, Ingmar Bergman films. And then he's he's make The Exorcist and, like, you know, he's he's just all over the place. He just seems like he would be an interesting dude. This isn't an interesting (laughs) observation. (laughs) I'm just fascinated by Max von Sydow. You can watch him in a, a, you know, like uh, late 60s Bergman movie where he's being naturalistic with B.B. Anderson or whatever. Totally, yeah. I think he got a little little flustered on the first day on set when he walked onto the set and she was... uh, I think it was take one, and she's like, "Let Christ fuck you." Let the, you know. She was like, "It's like, oh, all right, fuck." We have got to have a little sit down here. Yeah. Um, sort of rolling back to that, what we were talking about, um, like Ellen Burstyn and the, the the females. But I also think that um, like Linda Blair is really friggin' good in this. She's as great. Well. Like, yeah, she, I disagree. Oh. Really? You disagree? Yeah. Well, in in the scenes where she's not uh, being no, but see, there's a well. Yeah, here's the like, thing. I think that's where you're going to – you go. You go. Well, no, that. I'm just talking about there's that sequence and it is, you know, a bit schmaltzy, but basically the camera sits over Ellen Burstyn's head while while she's in bed and they're just having a conversation. Yeah. And the camera holds on her for a really long time. Yeah. And I just thought it's like, yeah, like uh, it's the first time she's ever acted and she, I just thought it was like quite – naturalistic and, yeah, right. you know, and I just really thought that that was, and it cuts to Ellen Burstyn for two seconds and mm-hmm. it cuts straight back to her. Yeah, and that's I hear not, you. And like he, he holds the camera on her and that's really hard. Well, she, yeah, she got a um a Best Supporting Actor nod for it. Yeah. But so did the, so did um, yeah. Jason Miller, who had never. Yeah, I know it was a theatre well. guy, right? And he was only pulled out of uh, William Friedkin found him yeah. in in theatre and and saw him in a play and said that guy just the, reeks. Uh, Pulitzer. <laughs> you go that guy? No, he doesn't reek. You can't smell it. And he said that guy reeks of like of failed Catholicism. Just someone that just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that's why they put him. Someone else had actually signed up for the role, and you know they they paid him out. Oh yeah, Stacey I said, oh yeah, Stacey yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy yeah. with the. Yeah, the guy with the big cheekbones. Yeah, so Keach oh, was, yeah. Keach was in Scott and they Bayer. had to pay him out. <laughs> Scott Bayer. <laughs> no, he, was, he wasn't Scott, even in charge. He, he wasn't even, wasn't even Charles in charge. Yeah. He wasn't even Charles in charge at that point. True, so. he no, was quite young. But he was, was Bugsy Malone. <laughs> Mike, I was interested yeah. in your point about Reagan because I, I agree with you on that scene and I'd forgotten about it, but I did. I am on Porkchop's side as far as the... It fe- Look, I f- it feels to me, particularly in those Captain Howdy scenes, and I feel as though that mm. the idea of Captain Howdy is deeply disturbing. Yeah. You know, oh, and so the way creepy. it's introduced is great That's in this really innocuous way. Back to the shiny again. Yeah. It's like the little finger. Like yeah, the reminds little, you know, me so much of, what's his name, like, Tony? Yeah. The finger yeah. that talks. Um, so I, I did feel that she was a little, maybe a little bit um, kind of a, two-dimensional child mm, too cutie for that character age. yeah in that scene and and if there'd there'd been more a rounded sense of who she was it would have been a better scene yeah. yep. but i think the strength that to me the best the parts of the film that film i enjoy the most are the 
I would say the middle section before it's ex- an explicit kind of, mm. you know, room drama. Yeah. Mm. Um, when and it's when and it's when there's yeah. a kind of combination. She has to play both herself yeah. and yeah. this kind of possessed entity, this possessor entity, and mm. that like the moment when she walks into the party and then yeah, you know, yeah. pees on the carpet, or she says, "You're going to die up here," yeah. you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And also the the torture that she goes through during the spinal taps and all that oh, stuff. Oh, and it's just like that, that idea yeah, that someone ca- is carotid. I don't know yeah, tapping. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I think that's really strong. And and the moment that it shifts over to this idea that whoever you're seeing there. Mm. It isn't her. It's the devil or some new number of people inside her. Like, like mm. she's in here with us. You know, and oh, it's like yeah, yeah. the yeah. only the so only good. sign of her you get in those scenes is the raised like oh. scars on the skin that say yeah. "Help me." But I think um, the power is in that kind of lead in to that, mm. and I think she does a good job of those. Yeah, like yeah. She's, you can tell that she's in like in those when she's in the hospital and stuff. Yeah, oh she's god, in a lot I of... love that that tension. Like, what must it be like? Like, I, I love that in Hereditary with um, the son when he he's clearly he's going um, to bed. No, well, but you know that the classroom scene when, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and there's that kind of duality and, you know, he's just a normal looking dude, but then his reflection is smiling at him. My mm. God, what an idea mm-hmm. that that's messed up. And, but then the violence of his bodily reaction to it, like the, the fact that he's involuntarily smashing his own head, mm. you know, until mm. his nose breaks. It's just like, well, I just love mm. that tension. I, yeah. I do. Yeah. Love, I think my, uh, my sort of my favorite line from the movie well um apart from some of the classics is when Karis sort of first interviews you know Pazuzu <laughs> says your mom's in here want to leave a message can I also mention a line line was, was I just wrote down one line when uh the first consultation with the doctor who can't you know get anything mm. right uh <laughs> he says uh try not to worry and Ellen Burstyn says how yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I just thought that was Genuine so good. Yeah. Because that, it also reflects a, a, <clears throat> it. Was that when she was in that fucking get up as well? I'll post yeah. this. Uh, oh my God, yeah, she looks it was, amazing. It was around Those sunglasses that. are just the best. Yeah. What a woman. Steel. And the cheekbones. But it also kind of like reflects a little bit on what I think uh, is great about uh, the way Ellen Burson's role is written and performed, which is you can you can look at it if you don't psychologize it. She just seems like an entitled, hysterical uh, movie star. Movie star mean? mom. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it gives you the opportunity to kind of have a unfair, misogynistic read on her or whatever. But you know, the second you start to psychologize it, you realize that you know everything she's doing and saying is very valid and 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 understandable, sympathetic. And in that moment where she's, she just says, how, you know what I mean? You, mm. you there's, I don't know. I did like, um, what you were saying, so we were talking about like the, the Ouija board, mm. um, the, uh, was it Mr. Captain Mr. Howdy. Captain Howdy. But then also this movie starts out with, there's something in the attic as well. Yeah. And they're two oh, very God, like, yeah. and they're two very like, but they're kind of just completely answer, answer there, there's to no the I was say, to the to the plot. Like it's yeah, just these two sort of big obvious sort of yeah. And it's clearly not a rat. The sound designer yeah. is he's definitely yeah, yeah. having it up there. And the exploding when, sort of uh, yeah. um But, but the, you never really explained as to who this devil is or like oh is this if you look into there's the Pazuzu thing, that whole mm. thing it's never explained in the film. But he claims it's like to be why, the devil himself. Yeah, but why? Well, it's that statue at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but why but her? Why her? why her? Yeah, exactly. What's the what's the but correlation? But that's what I kind of like about it. It's yeah. just like because because then it's just like, why is this little girl? Yeah, know? yeah. And, um, I mean, that's it's like why yeah. not? Sure. Anyone. Yeah, well, and that's that's part of why it's scary is because it's yeah. utter it be inexplicability. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I do have a quick anecdote about Linda Blair herself, mm. which is. Um, when I, I was down in Tassie last week and I mentioned to my, my old man that we were doing Halloween special exorcist. Um, and he's like, Oh, Linda Blair. Yeah. I met her once. We were on what? set. He, he did. Um, he was on working in film in Sydney and he was on the set of a B grade Aussie, uh, thriller called fatal bond. Um, it's like a nineties, <laughs> nineties thing. And Linda Blair was in that. And, um, he was working in like this sort of catering and special effects and just anything. He was just learning whatever he could, getting in, mm. getting his talents in the little film industry there. Anyway, he had to make a uh, cocktail for Linda Blair in this scene where she's up at a bar and she's being chatted up. So he made this this like thick green <laughs> <laughs> co- looking cocktail. <laughs> 
fucking dad's a joker. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. And, what a larrikin. And then on, on screen, it got it got <laughs> put up in front of her and she didn't look at it. And she was talking away and the director just, and she looked down at it and went like, ah, oh, like her reaction was just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and the director was like, cut, who the fuck made this cocktail? We get, we need another cocktail. We need another, <laughs> could so make good. something like some tequila sunrise or some bullshit. <laughs> Not this fucking Good Campbell's dad. pea soup bull, whatever <laughs> what'd you use that uh, yeah there you go it did mm. look a lot like that it didn't look like real vomit well, that, it was it was pea soup it was a- yeah. Oh, oh, that's exactly it? what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. It was split. Yeah, there's a criticism. But it wasn't yeah. ca- hey, big, big gauzes in the face. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fun, fun fact. Uh, it wasn't actually Campbell's pea soup. They tried it. The it was, the consistency wasn't right. They went with some other cheaper. They were going for the high end stuff, but they they knocked it back, <laughs> and it was a different brand that was thicker. And another quick little fun fact <laughs> on that. Waiting for a punchline. No, there's no punchline. It's okay. like it's like it's, it's fact. It is a fact. Um, but the uh, it was meant to to hit old mate. What's the what's the priest's name? The Damien Karras. Yeah. Demi. Father Merrin. <laughs> Father Merrin. It was meant yeah. to hit oh, right. Father Merrin in the chest. But the, the cannon misfired, went a bit high, and slapped him in the face. And, and is that why he got? Is that why he used his? Uh, was it? Um, his the, like like raiment um, scarf thing. Yeah, yeah. raiment to wash it. Well, yeah, the, yeah the, that was the, cool. one take. Yeah. One take. And That's we're done. so funny was, because because I read a different account of that, oh, really? which which was because uh, William Friedkin is famously a asshole, uh, but also <laughs> extra famously was a real tyrant. And <gasps> deck on set. Yeah. Really? And, and the way I heard that related was that he told Max von Sada uh, that it right. was going to go on his chest and deliberately aimed it on his, at his head to get the reaction. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, right. Oh, like, man. apparently, there's stories about freaking like shooting yeah, guns with blanks was, on set. That's what just I was going to say. Like, oh, yeah. Fucking make get everyone nervous and stuff. Yeah, he Jeez shot one next. To, apparently, I read a thing that said he shot one next to his ear just to get like a scared reaction. Yeah, I read and that. He spun around. He's like, yeah. I don't need a fucking gun. I'm an actor. <laughs> I can act. <laughs> now my ears are ringing. Yeah, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Far out. Yeah, but, you know, joke. to his credit, everyone did look kind of off kilter yep. <laughs> yeah. in every scene. Hey, can I ask, who is, is this film on anyone else's top top list? Like, if you had to go my top horrors. I I mean, I, it's, well, I, uh, I've only seen it twice. I watched it when I was 17 and again uh, last night. And uh, I, I wasn't scared last night. No, right. At all. Like, I wasn't, I loved it. I yeah. thoroughly loved it. It's right. a really good film. I, I don't know. It's not really, I don't really think it's, I guess it is a horror film, but I don't really feel yeah. like it was a, I only I wasn't really started watching you horror scared. movies no. sort of in the last couple of years. I just always avoided them. And then, uh, cause I'm a big scaredy cat. And, uh, <laughs> but then I've just sort of gone back and watched mostly like the, the classic classics and I like them like, you know, the original Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hellraiser. And things like that. Hellraiser. Um, what about Rosemary's Baby? Do you like I any of those seen, kind of? I haven't yeah. seen that one yet, but that yeah. but that's the thing. Like, I I don't get scared by them, like Carrie and stuff like that. But yeah. I just oh, I, I I'm sort Carrie. of in awe Carrie's of how they're made, and um and I can see how they would be super scary. Um, yeah. But then again, I don't watch any of those torch porn movies because Neither I'm just not I. interested in them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just but, uh, attribute the the non scare factor in The Exorcist just to be like I have zero religious bone in my body and I'm just yeah just went hey sure I, I mean I love thinking about it's just not getting you where it hurts no no yeah. but I loved it yeah. it's great <laughs> I'm all for it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I I loved it I was I mean I Hereditary when did you when did you first though, watch it I first watched oh, yeah. it when I was I don't know maybe 18 19 mm-hmm. somewhere in there maybe younger in my teens uh yeah, I I expected rewatching it that I would still have a high opinion of it. Really, yeah. and and it was higher than I thought it was. Really, you know what I mean? And I I love horror movies, and being scared as as we were talking about isn't really part of the equation of why I like horror movies. Yeah, so I you know I love the emotional response, but I, I'm not there to go like ah, ah! <laughs> you know yeah. But uh, yeah, God, this this film whips so much ass, and and the the, the thing I was thinking about. Is that what I mean? It it uh, it really fucking puts itself out there because it is the hardest kind of horror fil- film to make, which is a horror film that takes itself super fucking seriously. Yeah, mm. you, you know what I mean. Yep. like it is not winking at all. Like like it is it is it is a horror film being made like it is the 
the most prestige movie ever. You know what I mean? Like yep. it, it is it is being made as if it is a top flight, like we're gonna win all the Oscars kind of movie. Yeah. You, you know what it I mean? It takes itself seriously. Yes, exactly. Which and is, it is yeah. so hard to it was nominated, yeah. that nominated for ten Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um and, and I, that's what I was thinking. I mean, maybe that's kind of what you're um dialing into when you say that you don't feel like it's a horror movie. Well, also oh, like also it's 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 all it's always been um taglined with the scariest film of all time, which is a, which is totally shit to call a film that because you're immediately judging it. You're it's immediately like thinking it's going to be really scary. Someone called it that, some yep. deep religious nut, and then ah, and it's then like has, when you go to a go go somewhere and there's the, the coffee shop, and out the front it says best coffee in town, <laughs> and you just go, you're definitely yep. not the best coffee in town. Yeah, no, if you need what, to promote that. Was that was my high yeah, point in the movie Elf when Will Ferrell's character walks in and he sees a sign says like yeah, totally, world's best coffee, and he goes, great. congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's a good joke. I've never seen Elf. Elf is really it's funny. Like, it's yeah. worth it just for that. Moment. Yeah, it's great. So good. Um, Speaking of the world's best, yeah, yeah, um, Yeah. uh, the world's best uh, sponsor. The power of Christ compels you. The world of cryptocurrency is volatile and confusing. Bitcoins and blockchains fill you with panic. Yet you still want massive returns from something that doesn't have any compelling reason to exist. This is where Romano Coin comes in. It's the only cryptocurrency backed by the dependable, inoffensive charm of a bag of flour doing stand-up comedy. That's right, Ray Romano is in the crypto game now. In fact, it's just like everybody loves Raymond itself. It exists, and it's not going away. Which frankly, is more than most cryptocurrencies have to offer. Investing in Romano coin gives you a kind of grey, washed out feeling of familiarity without any of the excitement of other sitcom based cryptocurrencies like Seinfeld Chain or Fraserium. So if you look for dependability from your cryptocurrency investment, look to Romano coin. Because everybody loves Romano coin. Well, another sponsor down. Um, you know, mm. look, we we um, we we do we, we work with what we get. I think I I'll quit after that one, to be honest. Uh, um, you know, it's uh, um, well. Look, let's we've got to keep the lights on, Seb. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Buck up, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, one more, one more. Um, Kane. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, if if I can if I can have my signature segment, Kane says something really smart. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about. I find uh, <clears throat> themes of doubting pe- people doubting their faith really interesting. Like like the what, uh, first reformed, the recent Ethan Hawke movie directed by Paul Schrader. Mm. Really enjoyed that. And obviously, like, there's a kind of, uh, one of many central themes is uh, Father Karras's, like, doubting faith. And I thought, I just thought, I, I don't know, I really emotionally connected at the end when he died. I got really fucking emotional. And mm. when, when he asked uh, the demon to transfer into him or whatever. I forgot about that whole, mm. I forgot about that ending. And that was truly shocking. That was like, yeah. I was like, fuck, we're done. All right. Yeah, I had a I had a really genuine like emotional response to it and it's like uh it's a different kind of um treatment of the doubting faith thing because when you think about it what has happened to Father Karras he has had his faith 100% confirmed. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. There are demons, there is God. Like yeah. that matter is settled. <laughs> you know <laughs> For him, you know what I mean? <laughs> and yet he still uh he still can't bear to like the way I interpret it, his his uh act of um wanting the demons to transfer into him was not a sacrifice. It, really? It, no, I to me it was it was nihilism. It was it was a kind of like self violence or suicide. That's you know how, I mean? right. I, I read it that way the first time, but the yeah. second time I thought, no, this is a happy story. I understand why many much of the Catholic Church likes this because exactly he now understands that everything's real. Yeah, and but here he's given a chance to assuage his guilt. He's he's, he's given a chance to repay. You know the fact that he let his mother down so mm. badly, and he feels that he's kind of irredeemable. But this is an act he can see. That's kind of... interesting. The way I interpret mm. it more is, and I think that this dovetails with the idea of um, 
Freakin being very secular, is that all of that religion, all that confirmation cannot, um, cannot stop him from being overwhelmed by his grief, by his sadness, which all human, you know what I mean? They're not divine, they're not religious, is just the pain of existence, really? of living, you know what I mean? And even in the, faith, in the face of all of the soccer that religion can offer him, made anew by the fact that it's confirmed for him, he cannot bear the weight of his I didn't agree with that. Human I think it existence. was like a Jesus act. He gave right. his life for someone. I think you yeah, can see I, it I, either yeah. way. He fell on the sword. That's that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to to me, it's like I cannot bear to live. Peacock. Yeah. Do you need to go to like some that sort of appointment? It, that makes it more of a horror film. <laughs> some for sort me. of appointment. <laughs> what? <A> what? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just not. I'm just concerned. No, I I I think, but I think that's great. I think that that's yeah. a complex, interesting kind oh, of. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, can I just say this seems an opportune moment to mention the stairs? Mm. Mm. Oh, Hitchcock would be so proud. I don't know if he was still yeah. alive in 1973, but, you know. Yeah, he wanted, he he snoozed on buying the rights to this. Really? He was going to buy the rights to the book, but, but the he way turned they just, it down. Would have been a very different Do you mean the, uh, yeah. the shots when they're having the conversation? Yeah, the, the way stairs. that you're so aware, you're aware of those stairs. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know. Or it's, who was it? Chekhov said, as soon as the gun comes out, you know, someone's going to get shot. Yeah. You know, mm. and those stairs are just you there. Were, you were the introduced yeah. a gun in the first act that has to go off in the third. It, it, mm. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I just thought... Amazing, horrific, and also such an everyday yeah. kind of thing. You know, it was an every, such an everyday stairs. way to die, given when, everything else that's yeah. occurred. Yeah. And the, the detective, when he gets to the top, and he's like... <sighs> yeah. I, I love Lee Jacob. Cool. He is so good. He's in, like, <laughs> um, the On the Waterfront and 12 Angry Men. Oh, he's a yes. fucking great actor. But I was like, why, 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 does he, why does he keep asking priests to go out on dates with him? Um, like, <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> Do you like the movies? He's just like lonely. And he's just yeah. like, i got to buy you dinner. You know, um, but, I would also be uh, remiss if if I didn't mention that a lot of his shtick is is stolen from Columbo straight up. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Is Columbo does Columbo predate? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Just just the way he mentions his wife. That's something Columbo older does. Oh, my mm. wife would. Um, mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. he's kind of. Uh, He's investigating, um, you know, somebody high tone or a movie star or whatever, and he's all business, but secret, secretly yeah. he loves it. You As know, when the he autograph. The yeah. autograph, kind of, I don't know, the jacket and stuff. <laughs> there's a the lot, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot mm. of stuff that kind of uh, is Columbo-ish. I um, I love. Uh, it's early on when um, you first see uh, Ellen Burstyn sort of on the film set, and the Burke, the director. Could you find a more British-looking 1970s yeah. person in the world. <laughs> I wanted like, to talk about you, him. Um, oh, and also, he's a hot um, mess, is Burke. Uh, but also, <laughs> some some A plus bad drunk acting as well. Oh, what are you yeah. thrown out of the party? I disagree. I've thrown out of someone plus a party. Great like, drunk acting at yeah. the end. Yeah, great. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I've very think- easy to get drunk acting very wrong. Exactly. Yeah. I've been mm-hmm. thinking yeah. a lot yeah, about okay. drunk acting recently. <laughs> so some people just <laughs> suck so bad at it. But I mean, I like his. No, like, I buy uh, it because the I needling mean, stuff is, you know, when yeah. he's needling. The, no, yeah. I'm talking about when they're sort of dragging him out of the end. I like that. No, I thought okay. it was kind of all right. Maybe, it's okay. to me. I mean, people do get that catastrophically drunk. Yeah, you, you know, they what do, I mean? you have to push well, him. I clearly and haven't stuff. seen that before. <laughs> but it's like you have to. You've got to be one to know one. You know, like oh. it's the way. No, it's the way. I can always tell if someone isn't a smoker. Yes, uh, me know? too. Like I've I, been thinking. About I saw well. that one of the well, who's oh, the blonde totally. sisters, and there's the two of them, and um, flavor of the month, young ones. Sorry, what, 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 what? the two actresses, quite young, both blonde. One of them was in. Um, oh, Elle and Dakota Fanning. Yeah, the, uh, one yeah, of the yeah, Fannings. Yeah. I think yeah. both of them. I've seen yeah. both mm. of them smoking. It's just not convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Al- up, Alex right? will testify. Yeah. Like so often, we're watching a movie. I'll just go. That person's never had a cigarette in their life. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can tell. Speaking of speaking yeah. of cigarettes, was was um, because in yeah, the f- there's a couple of orgasm. scenes where um, <laughs> where Ellen has like um, got like a fake cigarette. 
like when she's sitting reading her um, script at the very mm. start, and it looks like like a porcelain cigarette, and and she's and in the and then the next morning when she's coming down to get coffee, and she's sort of chewing on it, and it looks like she's like, huh. it was that was that like a um, like a way to try and quit smoking or something like that? Because it's literally it's literally it's got like the filter painted onto it, and it's yeah, you know, right. and it's not oh, a packet of fads. Um, so, so she, oh, that's interesting. So if yeah. she's trying to quit smoking, maybe she's just trying to get on top of her vices and try and be a good mother. Mm. Good scene setting. Did anyone else used to roll up pieces of paper and stick, them, yep. stick a bit of tape around yeah, it and stuff it with flour and then blow yeah. flour at the I end? Like yeah, a, I did. I did. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, no. To pretend to be a smoker? Pretend to be smoking. Yeah. yeah. Blow flour at the end of a bit of rolled up paper. <laughs> it's like, I was going through I a thing in my 20s. That's a, that's it was like, it's fine. Oh, Lordy. A couple of other small things. Uh, so the uh, priest who uh, his Caris's uh, pal who gives him the last mm, rites mm. and stuff. He's a friendly mm. dude. An actual priest. Hmm. But there was one thing that kind of stuck out like dogs balls me that, that seemed to like open a door to a whole bunch of other stuff that uh, maybe the film didn't want to address and never did, which was when he was at the piano. And he was clearly yes. coded as gay. Yes, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know like, what I mean? I just, uh, you know, my dream is to have a nightclub. Yeah. And, and they love me. And they love me. Yeah. yeah. And it was, I, I, I mean, mm. there is no real other way to interpret that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's in a social set with like these kind of yeah. film people. I mean, when I watched it with, with um, someone else, they, they commented that. You know, is it significant that you know they are just friends with a priest, or is that supposed to establish I that, about that as kind well. of mm. th- this religion was really part of the community in a way that, like, yeah. say, a cafe would be now, or like going the, to knowing your barista? Did you just know your priest? The, was that, the was way that, I hmm. kind of thought about yeah. it was was like the way I imagine it, because my mind raised the same sort of question: was that it just kind of had like sort of a seventies kind of feel, you know what I mean? You would have these parties and oh there's a priest and oh there's a rabbi. But then um kind of Scotsman. you know what I mean? Like do yeah, you do, no, do, that's do, what I mean. Do, do you know what that kind of feel that I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but, just yeah. Like, but it also leads involved. to when Ellen like see when her first when she's walking home and she sees Father Karras um, uh, sort of uh, consoling the other priest and that sticks in her mind and she asks about it. Yeah. So it's, I think it's sort of. Necessary uh, connection. It's okay. a connection. No, no, I'm not saying, but again, it's sort of maybe it's because she sees, you know, um, religion and uh, as something important and that's why she's yeah. invited the priest and because mm. she asks about, like, who yeah. is that mm. guy? And It was just, it yeah. was just the, yeah. the, the way he delivered that, which was clearly like the semiotics of it, were that he was closeted. It's kind of, you can just interpret that, I guess, easily as just William Friedkin, like, having a go at the hypocrisy of Catholicism or, or whatever. But that uh, doesn't really no. jive with me no, to, totally, to, to the treatment of religion no, and the rest of the film. One of the only films where, especially of that odd. era, where they'd actually turn they'd turn priests into superheroes, pretty much. And they yeah. were so supported by the church because they made these guys out to be the heroes. Yeah. So it would be a bit of a, a bit of a I don't know. Yeah. It seems and, like but, he'd be but, going but, back on yeah, that. Yeah. And and even if Willem Friedkin doesn't have faith himself, like I never, I never got the feeling that he was treating Catholicism with any kind of disrespect, and like he wasn't. Talking down to think, it, but you know but, I mean? but, but I don't think there's any other point because he's a very sympathetic character throughout the whole film. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I know, but 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 it's like that just raises a whole bunch of thematics and ideas mm. that that you know they open the door to that and then they shut it immediately. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't, it just it just struck me as kind of an odd moment tonally in mm. the whole film. You know what I mean? So um, we've got you know, oh. well. <laughs> And he just ran to the mic. I was just about to say, we've got the expert Penny here, um, who just uh, uh, um, uh, on The Exorcist. And uh, well, I think. I mean, well, I think what Mike's trying to say mm. is, is, is that a fact? 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 Yeah, it's a fact. What that? <laughs> what? Okay, so, so we have a little segment here called "Is That a Fact?" Right. Where <laughs> there's there's a jingle that you've just heard. Mm. <laughs> the magic clearly, of radio. Just, clearly, just heard theater it. of the mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, I just throw some things at you, mm-hmm. and you have to tell me 
Which yeah, one? catch this. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them are heavy facts, heavy, heavy facts. And one of them is light as a feather because it is an anti-fact. Yeah. So you, you have, have to tell to me which one is the which feather and which of the three facts <laughs> is incorrect. Sense? Wait a second. How many facts? Three. Well, Wait. Three. <laughs> three. Did you carry the one? And one of them, three, three one of them is of false. Three pieces of information. And I have to pick the false? Yep. One of them's bogus. Mm-hmm. You want to hear this? Yeah, d- yeah, hit me. All right. Hit me with the facts. All right. Do Fact. I get a prize? Yeah, fuck okay. yeah, you do. Oh, great, okay. Yeah. Pizza. Just you wait. Pizza at the end of this. <laughs> Not too much, though. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. I've been keeping up the defense. <laughs> Fact. Fuck. <laughs> Woo. All right. Fact number one. The film features an actor that happened to be a real-life serial killer unknown at the time of filming. Fact number two. Groucho Marx inadvertently paid for William Peter Blatty to write the novel, the original Exorcist novel. Fact number three, Carrie Fisher and her mother Debbie Reynolds almost played Regan and Chris McNeil, the mother and daughter. Do you want to hear those again really quickly? No, I'm fine. You good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't what think do Groucho think? Marx was involved with novels. Don't think Groucho Marx was involved in novels? No. That's what you're going with? <laughs> That's what I'm Fact going with. And, uh, Kane, do you want to have a guess? Do you want to throw a guess out there? Uh, I feel like, so your, yours is locked in. Yeah, I locked it in. You know what? You know what I've done? What? I'm going to give you four, if that's all right. Oh, yeah, sure. Go for it. That's all right. Why is that? Fact number four. You didn't, you didn't. No. Because they're all accurate? (laughs) No. 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 Who knows what's happening? No, no, no. There's, there's a juicy one, which I wanted to get in there. Okay. Which I wanted to, but yeah, I'm going to give you four. Okay. And if you get it right, you get some money as well as pizza. (laughs) Money? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I won't say no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Several fact number four. Several scenes were filmed that director William Friedkin would have loved to include in the movie, such as a scene where Regan sticks the family cat in the hot oven at the dinner party, but the reel actually went missing and Friedkin refused to use the inferior work print in the final cut. Mm. I know some reels definitely went missing. So that feels real to me. Feels real. Yeah, real real. yeah, yeah. Real. So I'm sticking to my guns. Okay. Sticking to your guns? My guns on Groucho. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I don't know the fact, but I, I can, Groucho was a real gadabout in the seventies. He was like culturally connected. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, was... I don't know what you mean. No, Groucho was kind of a cultural, pre- I mean, Seb smirking at me, so I may be making an ass. No, no, not even. I just, <laughs> I just love it. I Being a Groucho Marx fan, I can see how that would happen. Um, I reckon, even though I read the Wikipedia, none of this, ca- <laughs> none of this came up in the Wikipedia article, which I think is very good because totally. yeah, I yeah. like to dig deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Been wow. on this thing for a while now. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm taking more time than Penny. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say serial killer for the reason that, uh, a New Hope came out in 1977. This came out in 1973. Mm-hmm. So Princess Leia, I, <laughs> Princess Leia. Carrie Fisher would <laughs> have been... Her real name is Princess Leia. It would have been too old to play uh, Regan. So I'm going to okay. say... Gonna go it's the serial uh, I'm going I'm to say it's the Debbie Reynolds one and the Carrie Fisher as the false fact. Okay, let me tell you. Uh, so the... F- Film features an actor that happened to be a real life serial killer. Yep. Um, it all happened. Backstory on that one. It all happened three years later in New York. It was the late seventies, and six men were killed and dismembered. Their <gasps> bodies were wrapped up in plastic bags, and each was dumped in the Hudson River like trash. His <gasps> name was Paul Bateson, and he features in the scene. He's the one ah. poking the uh, the arteriogram. Yes, ah. but so he was. He did uh, cop to one murder. Um, he, um, he took a guy home from a nightclub and beat him over the head with a fry pan and chopped him up and threw him in the river. So he'd sleep with Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Totally. He'd, he'd sleep, then, with, sleep um, with the men first but and then he'd, no, then he'd but, so he, but then he got caught for that one because he worked at, he was an actual radiologist and one of the plastic bags had the name of the radiology department, mm. like in mm. tiny lettering in the huh. bottom of the plastic bag. But at the time, there were a, like five other unsolved mysteries, uh, mm-hmm. like unsolved murders of gay men, 
And the police were basically, if you cop to this, um, to these, so we can sort of wipe them off, yeah. you'll get a reduced sentence. So he's out. He, he's he, he had 25 now. He had twenty five years. It's yeah. been um, roughly he's contemporaneous the with Dahmer as yeah. well, right? But it was also, and what many, and Freakin has also said, kind of led him to cruising as well. Um, oh. So uh, to to the film cruising, oh. um, but cruising. Uh, but yeah, it's wild to think you could kill six people and then just yeah. you know well, still he, be out at so, sixty five. No, but he, but I know, he, right? No, but he, I could start now. He, he, still he have said he only remembered. 100%. He only remembered killing one. <laughs> so. Um, so a bit of an insanity defense there. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, but he only remembered killing one, but they basically said, if you cop to these other five, you'll get a reduced sentence. That's crazy. And the cops basically just wanted to be able to. So it might not have been him. It might not <gasps> have been yeah. him. Um, I don't know, which is worse. based out of again? Dharma. Uh, New York, right? Mm. Yes, he was. Okay, so okay. Renegade. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. No, we could do a serial killer um, podcast. So who's, who's I the... I can help uh, you with that. Because uh, okay. there's not enough of those. <clears throat> okay, um, so... Groucho Marx inadvertently paid for William Peter Blatty to write the novel. So author William Peter Blatty once won $10,000 on the Groucho Marx show, You Bet Your Life, Mm -hmm. 1950. When Groucho asked what he planned to do with the money, he said he planned to take some time off to work on a novel. Mm -hmm. And this was the result, The Exorcist. Groucho is mentioned in in 1948. Yeah. Took him 12 years to write it. Wow. Yeah. And Groucho was very close to having a little cameo in this film as well. There was basically, it wasn't actually going to be in the film, but there was He was a, Pazuzu. Yeah. <laughs> Pazuzu. <laughs> there was going to be a scene uh, that we're going to do the Daily Rushes. Uh, they were going to get Groucho Marx in for one day to to take over the role of uh, the, I keep forgetting his name, the reverend, the, the main, the young guy. Karis. Karis. Yep. And um, they were going to get him to play Karis's role and then just screen it at the Daily Rushes one day for Friedkin. Yeah. Friedkin was <laughs> with him. And he has signed up to the whole thing. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. And Friedkin got sick. Anyway, long story short, didn't happen. But that would have been great. God, I love Groucho. Yeah, Groucho's the best. Uh, it sounded sarcastic. He's not. He's great. Carrie Fisher and her mother, Debbie Reynolds, were... Really? Legit. There you go. So Very the last one to was the, yeah. the last one was the and, first. Um, so is that why you were going like, oh, shit, oh I just gave I realized I just needed an extra fact. And no one was putting a cat in the oven. That was more for you, Penny, because I know you love cats. I do. And uh, <laughs> you would have seen that me. quite. Exactly. It felt real to me. That's what I was going for And you. it would have been good, actually, if they'd done that. Yeah. That was nice spicing it up with the detail of work print. Like, I'm like, mm. oh, like work yeah, print. Some of them. That's the key to good lying. Insert detail. Yeah, devil, you know. the devil, if you will, yeah. is hiding in them details. Was, oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be great, though, honestly, if there was the devil? Like, everything yeah. would be so much easier, like, to understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe that's why I like these films, honestly. Um, mm. As <laughs> this far is as, whole yeah, this is what we're going. Um, so, to continue on uh, the, the, the fact train, because, um, as I said, I've listened to a bunch of William Friedkin interviews. And um, so, um, he had to fight for Ellen Burstyn to be cast. Um, really? So, uh, originally, um, the Aud- studio wanted Audrey Hepburn, mm. um, Anne Bancroft, or Jane Fonda. Um, Audrey Hepburn was married and living in Italy um, with her new Italian husband and <laughs> said, if you can shoot it in Italy, then I'll do it. And yeah. it was oh. just going to be too hard. Yeah. Um, Anne Bancroft had was just pregnant with her first kid. Um, and Jane Fonda, who had just won her for first Oscar, <laughs> first, first Oscar, Oscar um, basically said, get fucked. This just sounds like a big, you know, money-making machine. And mm. it kind of was. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And said no. Um, she wasn't Fonda so, the... Yeah, she wasn't fond of she wasn't fond of it. Um, but um, can I also the, just say, like on that note, when we first see um, uh, Regan's mother on screen, it's just kind of like pantswer. She doesn't burst in at all. Get out! Get out! Open the door! Get out! Throw yourself out a window! And then um, <laughs> may Pazuzu take you for that joke. Um, may take you, yeah. Maybe. And uh, you'd be the, sewn to Pazuzu's bottom. So the most crazy story uh, is about um, so this uh, voice actor Mercedes McCambridge, who Good was name. the voice of mm. Pazuzu, right? Um, had been had won Oscars in the thirties, very famous, um, but then had been sort of you know just doing voice work and um, theatre. Um, but uh, basically, she sort of came on the radar to to try and to try and do this, and had this uh, chat with um, Friedkin, and basically said, "Okay, I've been in AA for like twenty years, 
And I think the only way that I can do this is, and this has actually happened, if you tie me to a chair, you, I drink like a fucking fish. But she was also very religious, and so she had they had to have two priests uh, like available um, for her, and she sat for over a month sitting in a chair, tied, like drinking like fucking bourbon and um, scotch to get her voice as – and smoking like a motherfucker to get her voice super fucked up. Yep. Gargling raw eggs um, as well. Yep. And then they would record for a bunch and then she would go and have a break and sit with the – like huddle with the priests and try and sort of get her shit back. Um, and she did that for six weeks. But then she said um, – and, and I think uh, the, the anecdote is – Maybe she was like loaded at the time, but she said, I don't want a credit on this. Like obviously pay me, but I don't want a credit because it would sort of remove the the mystery of who this, you know, this, you know, this voice is. Um, And so he was like, fine. Like, you know, we'll give you a credit and all of that sort of stuff. Um, But then said, no, 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 no. But then, and it may have just been because she was, you know, full of raw eggs and uh, bourbon at the time. Um, But, um, but then she went to the premiere and her credit wasn't there. And she's like, where's my fucking credit? Oh, she lost it. Because <laughs> she was like, oh, it was actually really you good. You know what the real kicker is? The real kicker is she got to the end of the six weeks and then they they sort of went back into the recording booth and the guy's like, oh, fuck, your mic wasn't plugged in. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Now that I'm looking oh, at oh, it. Oh, God. Oh, no, I'm kidding. It's funny you mentioned uh, – go on. Oh, well then, um, but freaking also, so for, because this movie also um, had a huge TV release, like they paid, tel- uh, like um, CBS or NBC paid $10 million for the rights to show this, but obviously it was on television in the 1970s. And so some of that language had to be cleaned up. <laughs> and so freaking just went in and um, and overdubbed the, uh, you know, the, like did the, you know, the wow. um, the melon farmer stuff. Um, and Bold uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, so there, there's some, yeah. And like, there's many crazy facts about this. Like, or also, um, the first, uh, they were shooting, like he made sure that they shot in Iraq. Um, and, mm. uh, and this was in a time when Iraq was, um, at war with its three bordering countries and internally. So, uh, yeah. So, um, and no one had shot a, um, like a huge movie. Uh, well, no one, like no. So many extras as well in yeah. that scene. Yeah. Mm. Um, that opening is so good. How good mm, is it? I forgot about that. I completely yeah. like well, forgot that whole sequence. But that's sequence. the thing. And like for someone who uh, like I'd, I'd known this movie as a part of culture and all of this sort of stuff. And then you're just like, and we're starting in Iraq. That's funny you say that because, because when I was watching it, I think it had, it. I mean, it that affirms, I think the effect it's meant to have, which is like, just destabilize what your expectations of mm. this movie is. You know what I yeah. mean? Like a a movie like this starts from a point of familiarity. You know what I mean? It it starts from where it starts in Georgetown. You know what I mean? Mm. Mother daughter. Like yeah. it, it. This this not only does it kind of adds to kind of the the religious scope of it and the spiritual, like the, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it makes it feel epic and time spanning. Yeah. Mm. It contributes to that. But, it, but, but I also think it contributes a feeling of like, whoa, this isn't what, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It really, it, yeah. T- but then it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's and, really wonderful. Yeah. Because, because yeah, I, I think if, if, if you want to put an audience through something as, if you want them to connect to something as, uh, hectic and is potentially laughable as what what this movie does. You know what I mean? Just kicking the chair out from underneath an audience, you know, from frame one is mm. probably a good move. Mm. But also, you know, like now I'm trying to remember. I've seen it a lot of times, but he finds the he finds the coin which has got like Pazuzu on it, right? And no, then he, he goes he, to look he, at the, he finds the, the sculpture. Saint Joseph it's a Saint, yeah. uh, medallion, oh, but sorry. then he finds the head. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the head. Yeah. That's so, right. So then he goes to like, look you know, at the sculpture. Manichae and good and evil. Yeah, yeah. and that's oh, the see. and that's what draws him to the pursuit. Good versus yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Just a regular very, day's very, office. Very, <laughs> very quickly, the scariest, the scariest thing that happened to me last night while watching this was I just did a random check. I was mid film and was asleep on the couch, 
I did Looking a, ran- a random the- check at the baby monitor, <laughs> <laughs> which I got a little two and a half year old, and clicked the button, and she was sitting up looking at the camera. Oh, God. With, oh my God. With oh, infrared, God. like oh. infrared. And then she just looked at it for Hello, a second Daddy. and like blinked. And, and then, then just went back down. Oh. Just went straight back down. Oh. Yeah. That was fucked That's up. So yeah. Good. Yeah. It's that very creepy. Well, I think um, there was one last oh. thing. There was there was a turn of phrase you used before uh, that that reminded me of something. Did I ever tell you the story of the time I was watching Pornhub in a flight control tower? <laughs> that was that was really when I first came on the radar. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> well, um, oh, the sex best. I think that's. Um, <laughs> that's I believe that is a wrap. Um, thanks, as always, to Jeremy Wartsman of the Jackie Winter Group for providing uh, the recording space. Be sure to check out their podcast, Jackie Winter Gives You the Business. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Deja underscore review, where Deja Review Podcast, all one word, on Instagram. And you can email us at hello at Deja Review Podcast.com. And we're now on Spotify, which is quite exciting. Um, and, uh, and yeah, look, um, if all you, you need could, is hotmail. Yeah, baby. Yeah, we're everywhere. And we're done. <laughs> well, it, and, um, and, and it, un, un, um, unlike iTunes and most <laughs> podcast clients, it actually pulls in Seb's amazing art. Exactly. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, it looks yeah, yeah, yeah. way better. Yeah. What I do um, is I get the same photo every time of the three of us, and I'll put it on people's bodies. Yeah, it's pretty or good. Animals yeah. sometimes, maybe in the future. Um, but uh, if, you are, if you are uh, <laughs> enjoying our <laughs> if you are enjoying our podcast, um, maybe leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend. Um, that's always a good uh, way for people to hear us. Um, Penny Modra, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. I salute uh, you all. About, thanks, PM, and thanks um, for choo- it's been yeah yeah. It's thanks such for a choosing great, such a classic. I really. I, I rarely yeah. am tolerated when I try to talk about horror films. So mm. this has just you, you been, have been a, very, a very well, we've barely barely tolerated. <laughs> but it's I, I mean I, I I almost enjoyed myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, over there, oh, I, I, I'm Mike Cairns. Over there is Kane, Porkchop, Daniel. Ah. <laughs> and um, anything to plug, Penny? Before we go? Yeah, have oh, you got yeah. anything to plug? I don't have uh, any new products or services at yeah. the moment. You might mm. be on the ABC soon. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I talk about grammar on the ABC. That's a whole other realm of mm. horror. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Talk God, back I really grammar. want to learn about grammar, but there's no good or service I can buy to. Where, like, yeah. yeah. Where would you even go for something? Uh, yeah. It doesn't exist. Mm. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the good copy. The good copy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, um, and the wonderful grammar courses uh, within. Yeah. Within. Stop grammar time. Um, I have done the courses and they are they're real as have I. good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God yeah. damn it, Seb. So many commas. So many commas. Um, and Seb, Seabass Godfrey over there. Thank you very yeah, much. Cheeky little monkey. <laughs> oh, look, I've had a good time. I'm not going to lie. Um, so uh, for our first <laughs> Halloween spooktacular, um, Ooh, goodbye. You know, they spent all this time exercising in the movie and they still looked out of shape. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? You've been sitting on it. <laughs> you just uh, got the old joke book out. Yeah. Oh, you That's should leave great. that in.